Elupondwana on SAFM. You will recall that we've been having a feature um, uh, in the second hour of this program where we talk to leaders of political parties in their respective positions, talking to us about their faith. Granted that because they are political leaders, their politics forms part of who they are, but what we are mostly interested in is whether their faith, if they have a faith, informs those politics. So we do have Unjengele, General Major General Bandubonge Harrington Olomisa. He'll be talking to us about his faith and educating us about how his faith relates to his politics and his life. We're trying to understand the faith aspect of our political leaders. We've seen them in the political sphere. We'd love to see them now in the spiritual sphere on a spiritual light if there is. Joining us now is Unjengele. Dadulo Misa, good evening to you and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening to you and good evening to our listeners. Unfortunately, I'm not a pastor. I understand. I understand. It's not unfortunate. When it comes to that. No, it's not unfortunate. It's actually very good. (laughs) We're actually just trying to talk to you as leaders now of political leaders, uh, political parties. We're trying to just to know your, your spiritual persuasion. Are you a spiritual man? Yes, I would say so. And uh, right from my early days uh, in on Sundays, I would, uh, I would uh, accompany my my family to church, uh, an Anglican, and there I became a, a server there. Okay. And at that high school, I was a member of uh, SCM Student Christian Movement. Okay. And. Uh, I still support those uh, these religious groupings, and uh, I'm in communication with the top leaders in various uh, denominations and uh, and churches or religious groupings. Yeah, yeah. Do tell me now: Are you a member now of any organized religious formation? No, I'm still uh, uh, an Anglican. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, to be an Anglican, what does it mean to you to be an Anglican as 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 a person who lives in the year twenty twenty two? Well, these, there has been a lot of changes in in the religious field, which I'm observing, especially after nineteen ninety four where we seem to have uh, been taken for a ride by some people from outside and they've left some of our citizens, fellow citizens bankrupt because this thing of uh, demanding money and promised that uh, you will see Jesus and so on, yeah, you must donate something as other people even sold their homes and cars mm. and uh, I said well I'd rather die as as, a, as an Anglican at least we still whatever you want to donate even if it's a five cents nobody's going to demand more okay 
So uh, do you do you attend uh, the Anglican Church on Sundays even today? Not every Sunday. Uh, my 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 weekend is weekends are, are full of activities. Either you are addressing party members. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes you want to play a little bit of golf so that you exercise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then sometimes you go to church. So, but I listen to to church uh, 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 preachers uh, uh, in the radio stations. Like just now, I was listening to Mso and then uh, in Israel. Okay. 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 So, um, so church to you is an option. It's not something that is mandatory or obligatory. No, it's an option. But uh, being a child who grew up in the in the family with values religion. Uh, is I will never surrender to not to support it. So um, um, I pray even when I feel that there is a need. Yeah, alone. yeah. Let's talk about uh, just yeah. going going to church to a building on a Sunday. Um, why do you go to a building? I mean, you can pray at home. You can pray wherever you are. You're able to listen to Mkobo Nene, which is a sister station, by the way. You're able to to be a fully-fledged Christian. We've seen COVID demonstrating it for almost two years during the lockdowns, that you are able to be a fully-fledged Christian without going to the building. Why do you, sir? Why do you go to the building? Well, that's, that has been the teachings we have, uh, we have, we, have uh, we grew up in. And uh, I'm not having any answer to that question. But you are not forced to do so. People have a choice. But uh, it is good, at least uh, when you go to church, you meet uh, families, you meet friends. Uh, Sometimes uh, during break or after the, the, I mean, the church service, you discuss issues affecting your, 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 your neighborhood, the state of the nation, and so on. So there's a lot which you gain by going to church. Yeah, It's not just you are going to listen to a preacher only. What about the Bible? Do you believe in the Bible, sir? Yes, sure. I read that uh, book. Oh. During the time I was a server, and during the time I was a member of SCM. Yeah. Uh, Bishop Mopete, he was uh, he used to come to our college, at Jongleza College, College for Sons of Chief. Yes, yes. Every Sunday, you would be there after six o'clock. We go. For supper, after supper, we go and listen to him. And uh, yeah, every almost every student had his own Bible. Yeah. What is the Bible to you? Because I was just schooled now from another Christian perspective that the Bible is not the Word of God. To you, what is the Bible? Is the Bible the Word of God? What is the Bible to you? 
The Bible is, uh, I would say, teaches you what I would call the do's and don'ts in life. Okay. And uh, it conscientizes one uh, not to things like stealing, right? Okay. I mean, now you have a sophisticated kids who are stealing money. <laughs> which were supposed to have fed the poor of the poorest. Yes. So that's why in 1987, for instance, even till today, I'm still, I'm still occupying the Chris uh, of, uh, and betting on a wicket of anti-corruption. Yeah. Without uh, fearing that so, so-and-so is going to, to say this and this and that. Yeah. And so there are, there are teachings you get from the Bible, even the issues of environment. Yeah. There's, there's a lot. This Bible, uh, that all of us, was written by men. God didn't take a pen and put it to paper and write these things. Uh, why, why would you yeah, listen to the, the things written by men? I, 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 I do respect the philosophers. Who wrote those? Who wrote the Bible? Because when you look, when you read this Bible, you find that they seem to have covered everything. Okay. Covered everything, warning you: don't do this, don't do that. Surely, uh, I mean, the Bible. Yo, you can. Look at it from page one to the last page. Yeah, and you and you apply it on a day-to-day life, and you say these people—they were wise. How did they know that this will happen? Yeah. So you 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 call them philosophers? Did I hear you correctly? You said they are <laughs> philosophers. <laughs> Some people believe they are prophets. <laughs> you calling them philosophers? No, I, I because I cannot uh, say to you. God had a time to write that Bible. Sorry. Yeah. So they they sometimes you need to apply your common sense. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. They claim the writers of these uh, books that we now have compounded and compiled into a Bible. They claim to have had encounters with God, which dictated what they wrote. Do you believe them? Yeah. Well. That's a gray area, my friend. <laughs> I don't want to go there. I think you, you must invite uh, one of Bishop, my Bishop. Uh, yes, yes. Bishop Mokhova, maybe you can explain more. Because these questions also, we also ask them. I remember uh, during the, the, the apartheid period, Yeah, I engaged some of the uh, uh, church leaders who were very active in the struggle. Mm. To call them liberation theologists. That's right. And then I asked them, hey guys, but why the God is not answering our prayers? Yes. Why, why, why? Especially this, in this continent, what's going on? Uh, well, but uh, I, I'm not interested to get involved in that debate. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, but, they're, I, but I, what I like is I like what I read. Yes, although this the Bible was written many centuries ago, 
but is applicable to, to, to current life. You know, I just spoke right now, before I spoke to you in the previous hour, I spent the previous hour with Uvuyolwe Tuzungula, and yeah. he's suggesting that all those things are no longer applicable in today's time. The application of those things that are written in the Bible is no longer relevant in today's time. Yeah, that is his view, but uh, I say what is written there, what the warnings which are there. Yeah. They are applying today. He made an example, and this is an example that is famous in all these theological debates, and I find it rather interesting to hear many different views. The issue of slavery, the issue of slavery is a problem that we see as a democratic South Africa and a society in general. We are railing against slavery, but this Bible seems not to be against slavery. Quite frankly, it seems to be regulating it in support of slavery. Do you not think perhaps there was an error on the part of the writers of the Bible to support this abominable thing called slavery? Well, I don't think uh, we can fault those people who have that whole that view. Because uh, slavery is just not acceptable. Yes. No. And South Africa, South South Africa as a country that you are operating in as a politician and Africa in general seems to be welcoming the ideas and ideals of democracy. And I do hold the view that you also hold the views as dear to you, the views on democracy. And democracy dictates that we don't discriminate against people on the pace, on the basis of race, gender, sexuality, or sexual orientation, all those things. But this Bible, again, seems to be very and excruciatingly discriminatory. Again, don't you think perhaps we should remove those parts that are discriminating, that are undemocratic in the Bible? I, just this afternoon, I have been in in Rwanda attending the Commonwealth uh, summit uh, as uh, joining other members of parliament from the continent talking about environmental related issues. Yeah. And we had a privilege of uh, visiting the genocide uh, uh, memorial. And when we listen how that war started and ended up, in 1994, killing so many people, over a million Tutsis were, were killed. Yeah. And when you listen to that, you find that the circumstances which led to those killings were as a result of other people, another tribe trying to discriminate against And you also find, you you, you relate that here at home, where we fought against apartheid. And we promised that South Africa will, people will be equal before the law. South Africa belongs to all who live in it. But immediately we assumed power. Uh, You find that now, the very black South Africans who were in the vanguard of the structure are also being uh, discriminated against 
because they don't belong to a ruling party. Mm. Yet, if we were to say, you are a member of DAC, you're a member of Azapo, member of that, and you have been in exile, you studied, you have good, good qualifications, we think that uh, you can be a DG in that department, and so on and so on. But once you begin to take these things and think that you are the, you are, you are the only one who has got the brains, then mm. I don't think uh, it's, it's in line with the beliefs of Christianity. Because you are now uh, becoming a greedy person. Okay. You are becoming, uh, you are fomenting a, a situation where if people are frustrated, they might resort to violence. Mm. So on that score, I think uh, the Christians, they should stand up and call the politicians to order, yeah. including civil society. Okay. Because one day we will see what I've, what I saw in Rwanda. Yeah. One of the biggest conversations that the South African populace is having with South Africans is the issue of land. And this is something that I would love to give you an opportunity to speak to in the context of your faith. We have this Bible alleging that there is a God who is ready, willing and able to instruct the Israelites to go and dispossess the Palestinians and take their land in Canaan. And then he says that is their promised land. It would appear as though those theologians who came to South Africa with the very same Bible used that very same queer idea, that odd idea that they can dispossess Africans of their land and give it to themselves because according to them, it's their promised land. How do you how do you reconcile that theology, that idea of the promised land and the concept of land restitution in South Africa? This is where then you begin to see the, the clash between Allah and uh, the God of Christians. <laughs> okay. So, and uh, that, that is wrong because uh, the, 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 even the image, if you look at it, of, of, of Jesus, he was portrayed as this white person. Uh, so the, this, this, that part is always a problematic for myself, even. But here at home, I think uh, we have, uh, we fought that. And we succeeded, I would say so, politically. Okay. And the Constitution empowered us to address the backlogs and imbalances of the past, including the land issue. What we have not done is to agree on the how part. Yeah. As I was flying from Kigali this morning down over these countries, down up to South Africa, mm. you are able to see that uh, the land has been divided proportionally amongst the people. Everybody has got a piece of land. 
So I think we need to go and learn from those countries, Tanzania, Rwanda, and so on. Uh, but what you, what, what, what we need to avoid is to say we are doing a transformation on land issue and say 300 uh, uh, hectares, 300,000 hectares were owned by uh, Sandamerze. And then we are going to give that 300,000 uh, square um, uh, square meters mm. uh, to to Mr. Holomisa. Then we call that a transformation. Mm. No. Because not all of us will be able to access that. Yeah. So we need to come up with a design where we can partition land and share the resources, water, and also have a policy uh, of supporting the new farm, farming community. Yeah. Subsistence farming has failed uh, in, in, in many countries in Africa, including South Africa. So if, for instance, you take people who were removed forcefully away and put into areas like Transkai, Siskai, and uh-huh. so on, and now you have farms in Elliot area up to Coxstad and mm. so on and so on up to Port Elizabeth, if we are doing a transformation, then on voluntary basis we should begin to partition those those farms and make sure that those who will be working on that land, they will continue to produce food. Yeah. You you, you are a, a religious person or a spiritual person of the Anglican persuasion. Would you encourage people to be Anglican as well? No, 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 no. I'm not here to recruit uh, people. Uh, um, that's my... That's, that's that's my church, and I'm so happy that uh, I was I worked closely with the likes of Bishop Tutus, Bishop Mohoba, mm. Bishop Dungane, and so on, because I think those, uh, especially Bishop Tutu, yeah, uh, was a voice of conscience. Yes. I'm always asking myself today on this high level of maladministration, corruption, yeah. and so on, and say, where are the tutus of yesteryear? Okay. What are these other religious leaders saying? Yeah. Have they been captured? Yeah. Maybe the tutus of, of yesteryear have done their part. Mm-hmm. Where are the tutus of today? Yes, I'm saying that I should have said so. Yeah. So where are the tutus of, of today? That's right. Not the PSKS. Yeah. My apologies. That's right. That's, I, I got you. I got you. So we, we, we are looking at a country that has been accused oh so many times of being maladministered. And you've just echoed the very same sentiment as well. We see how God permitted that when the Egyptians mistreated the Israelites, they revolted and walked away. Do you not imagine perhaps that those who feel that there is maladministration in this country, they can walk away? Well, 
there's a lot of exodus already. Yes. Lots of black and white South Africans are in London, Canada, Australia, and many other countries in the world because, one, they are not sure whether their children will be employed. Yeah. Two, they are not, they are not happy with the security. Uh, the crime is too high. Yes. Three, they feel that uh, they are not uh, allowed to to take their money in the bank and invest them. And if they want to invest, they have to pay something uh, to somebody in order to get a permit. So that's corruption. So they, those people have peacefully left, but they are not going in the same way of uh, having uh, weapons. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I was so talking on. in the context of, of people seceding, for example. If you were hearing word that the Western Capers want to secede, they want to leave the Republic of South Africa and be an, a, 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 a sovereign state on their own. If we're seeing people that are hearing rumors that Orania wants to be a, a, a state on its own, even though they may be landlocked within the boundaries of the Republic, but we've seen that with Lesotho, they can be a sovereign state. Would you support that as a person who says, we've seen it happening in the Bible, so people who want to secede, people who want to be a sovereign states and leave the Republic, they can do so. Would you support that view? Now, the, uh, let me change my software a little bit. Okay. And to be that of and uh, wear a political uh, cap. Okay. We, you will recall that uh, we were once, uh, we once had, we once balkanized South Africa. Okay. Through homelands. And the central government was concentrated by certain tribe whites, and they gave us uh, uh, crumbs in those various homelands. Yeah. But we have what we call today provinces. To me, this is nothing else but uh, a glorified homeland. <laughs> okay. And because there's no change, waste is even more. But when you look at on the ground, the billions which are given to these provinces and, and municipalities as compared to five, four billion which was given to Transkai at that time, but we could divide it properly and create jobs and still maintain roads and so on. Yeah. But today, when you see that, one feels that uh, we should we seriously need to review some of these structures, especially the provinces. Yeah. Um, the issue of uh, Western Cape, today I was reading uh, in the I think social media, I saw that uh, people calling them Zulus, they want their nation back and so on to put to, to to promote their cultures and so on. These kinds of debates must not be neglected. They must be taken seriously and begin to say why people are calling for this. It's clear that uh, the promised land uh, which was 
delivered what was promised in 1994 is disintegrating. And we have to look at not far, but what Zondo has established, Zondo Commission. It tells you that if we don't pull up our socks, people are going to be frustrated and say, why province X is given so much? Why there's a development there? Why there's no development in this province? So therefore, we would need to have a map. A map, if we talk about infrastructure. Infrastructure for the whole of South Africa. And then if we say, Central, your duty is to build highways and so on and provincial roads, we say so and put the map and time frames. If we talk about building industries and making sure that uh, the people, uh, small businesses have got a place to operate from, uh, small industries, industrialists, we need that map. This thing of these provinces not having, having no uniformity, because once the man is given that some, they eat, they chow it, they steal it. So it's frustrating. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to leave it right there. Dadolo, uh, Miss, I, I do want to remind you, uh, maybe you may have changed your mind. You still are agreeing that we do that documentary we spoke about and you being uh, the the last leader of Abantistan. Would, would you, you still agree with that? <laughs> <laughs> I became a, a leader of Abantistan by accident. Yes. One of the but, most but prosperous, I'm, by I'm the way. I'm happy at least. Yes. That space which I opened there, uh, in terms of uh, pointing out at corrupt elements. Yes. And also the space which was used by liberation movement, because that was the only semi-liberated zone. Yes, yes. And and, and as, as a young man at the time, we still remember it as a leparit. Yes, I know a parit. So we are grateful. Uh, uh, making sure that the... the, 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 the government employees of transport that's right and the same salary as those of south, of africa. south africa that's right that's right that's right so do you still agree we can do the documentary yes 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 okay I, all right i mean others can go and they read my book as well yes yes Thank you, Olomisa, the game changer. okay all right there's one voice note i'm going to play for you and then you can respond to that and i'll let you go just mm. hold on Good evening, good evening, Mr. Nye. Good evening to your panel. Good evening to Mr. Olovisa. You know what? Um, I give you an answer where the tutus of today are. If you go to Mapopani station, they are smoking Nyaopede. If you go to these pub, pubs, they are busy drinking, smoking, hubbly bubbly. Some of them today, they were found dead in East London. That is the truth of what is happening. They've got nothing to do. They run around smoking Nyope and do all those kind of things. That's what is happening because the leaders, they are busy squabbling, squabbling around. I'm not quite sure if you understood the point. Would you respond to this, sir? No, I can't falter him. In some of these cases, there's a lack of leadership yeah. and coordination. And, uh, and also the, the moral voice is is is. is and you don't hear these religious groupings making a noise. Instead, you will 
find them uh, in government functions and so on, and then you get confused as what's going on here. Okay. All right. Uh, Dadolo Musa, thank you very much for coming through and talking to us. Really appreciate uh, you thank coming you. to talk to us. I will call you for the documentary. Thank you very much. All right. Yes. Seven minutes now before nine o'clock, we'll go to the open line.